and we're back welcome back to another practice makes perfect podcast here's your favorite fortnite commentator monster deep face here bringing you guys another episode this week I want to kick things off as usual by thanking you for of course downloading this vibing with us checking in you've read the titles you see what's going on there's a lot happening here big organization shutting down ones that we didn't expect but also kick drops an update that would have taken other platforms other big platforms possibly weeks maybe even months to push across the board all done in 30 minutes we're going to be talking about the new stuff coming out there and then i think something that we really got to talk about is of course going to be microsoft and blizzard activision merger that was announced i mean years ago finally comes to conclusion now on the results may shock you but yeah we're gonna talk all about this stuff that's happening in the last couple weeks we appreciate y'all of course tuning in we have the returning connor and john here let's go ahead and start things off my boy john producing the show today what's up bro hey you guys i'm bad at mouse and keyboard shooters and uh i need i need help i need aim trainers send me all your links i'm a controller kid looking for help <laughs> uh well you're in luck we of course have connor the young goon here i think i think john needs help because he's trying to get better at rust connor you, you have anything for him yeah john was telling us before we started recording this that he might not be the best shooter when it comes to rust but that's okay everyone has their own pace you know there's the role players and the tryhards and john just falls towards that role player category it's all right what a, what a kind way to say uh just get better you're a role player you know you're not you're, not bad. you're just role playing <laughs> i've never heard anyone's put it in that way but armor i kind of like that armor john I, I feel like there, there's a new slang here connor that uh you should you should make and have it become more popular you're not bad he's just a role player that, that's actually hilarious a better word than bot i like that yeah exactly you know it's a little nicer i think because and Rust, you know, people, that's a term in Rust that people use because, you know, the people that build on the edge of the map just build their, like, cozy little houses. That's like a little role player. And John was telling us before the show, he built on the edge of the map. So, you know, John's just a role player. Yeah, I, he I, a farm. I build far away from the areas of the map that you build closest to. So that's, that's, that's very funny. It reminds me of, like, the, um, you know, the, the TikTok community it, for the young, for the youth, for whatever reason, um, calling people NPCs, like in real life, kind of took off those NPC reactions. This is just about the equivalent, I guess, of that. And uh, of course, Gamer Talk. But let's go ahead and uh, let's kick things off, man. Let's get right into things. We have uh, this big kick update from Eddie, the CEO. He talked about, or actually, it wasn't Eddie, the CEO. It was the director of partnerships at Kick who tweeted out this big push on view count suppression gambling and content filters update that they dropped on kick took only 30 minutes in their meeting to come to a conclusion that means the highest folks the decision makers sat down had a discussion found that the, one of the biggest pain points of viewers and um consumers and you know folks from the industry looking at kick had to you know basically um talk badly about kick was the fact that kick is a platform that can potentially be uh promoting their gambling site stake and they said hey you know what let's go ahead and address this issue what's a creative way we can address this and make it so that that's not a problem on the platform anymore and i i like that they came to this conclusion i thought this was if anything pretty genius right like it was a very creative way to um maybe band-aid the the issue that that people have a problem with here or or maybe let's just call it like sew up the wound right because i would say this is a, a gaping issue if you go one that if, if it wasn't addressed you know you probably would never convert people to the platform but i feel like this shows another step in, in the best direction um john let's start with your uh, opinion here 
what do you think about this this update the speed of which it came out i mean all across the board this another w for kick this week no i mean it's just on track with everything we've seen so far from the team moving fast putting the consumer first um and just getting right down to it seems like every time twitch does something there's this like long 17 paragraphs on how here's how we consider it corporate and our employees and it just makes it seem very self-centered takes forever and feels like it does nothing uh since uh ryan what's his last name Wiz, your boy left youtube gaming um i feel like we haven't we don't hear anything from youtube really like gaming wise like so we don't hear anything from them and so kick really stands at the top of the pack just being strong and 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 putting people first alongside it being the right thing to do like not putting gambling content um or lying about your viewers um in in uh, uh in in your analytics it's it's also just smart business all that would all that it would take is one news article about some 12 year old who stumbled upon gambling because they were watching their streamer on kick and they 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 lose so much credibility so it's the right thing to do and and very smart and possibly open themselves up to liability right we know uh suing culture is huge in america in particular uh plenty of baby toys and platforms you know you might think oh why the why's a silly disclaimer here or why do i have to do you know xyz it's because they are learning from their um basically the, the past experience of other organizations and companies that get sued for multi-millions or billions of dollars kind of how the guys sued subways for false advertising oh is this not a foot long that was 11 inches bro bam right like and then you you have a multi-class action lawsuit like these silly things happen but more importantly when it kind of has to do with the you know the psychological well-being especially of the youth and exposure to some adult what could be adult content absolutely kick has to protect themselves and i feel like twitter is probably on that same route right there's there's a whole conversation about twitter like twitter's a 13 and older platform but there's 18 and older content all over there so there's this this kind of conversation going on um i wanted to read directly from the source of the context that i put out just earlier his handle is actually very hard to read but his name is kick andrew this is the head of strategic partnerships at kick this is what he had to say he said it's true that kick is planning to release this feature this would have taken three years, 12 executives, 12 lawyers, or 20 lawyers, and one absent level 10 to have been proven or approved at most places. This was a 30-minute conversation for us, and it was the right thing to do. That's crazy. It's a huge flex, and it's just a testament to the direction that Kick is building in and the speed at which they're trying to conquer the market. Connor, you did your first stream on Kick this weekend. How was it? Uh, Kick was cool. I mean, it was easy to go live, you know? Uh, I've streamed on Twitch in the past, so I also stream for a living, kind of, behind the scenes. So, you know, it was pretty easy to go live. I enjoyed it. Um, Kick has really good discoverability in, like, the categories that, like, I was streaming in Rust. There's not a lot of creators over there. So, you know, I guess had some new people come in and say hello. But one thing I forgot to bring up with you guys before the call, so I want to get your guys' initial reactions to this. And this is, so we've been praising Kick a lot. This is just some kind of, I don't know, bad PR that came out from them. In the, in the recommended category on Kick on the far left side of like your screen, you'd have like the five channels they recommend. No matter account, time of day, anyone, anytime you went there, slots three and or slots three and five were hard coded. So that's the slot category always popped up. So a channel streaming gambling in slots three and five always popped up no matter what. And that post went crazy on Reddit. And since then it's been changed. And I don't think any there was no statement about it. But now when you actually go there, it's any game now is being recommended there. But beforehand, 
it was just slots, and I checked multiple times throughout the day just to make sure it was true, and I saw it, and I just want to hear what you guys have to think about. Think. I think it's interesting because Eddie, the CEO of Kick, has been super adamant. Oh, no, this is not a promotional platform for stake. Oh, we have no vested interest. Oh, no, the liquidity comes from uh, not exactly stake. It's, it's my personal funding. But there it is, you know, hidden beneath the algorithms, hidden within the platform. I think it was only a matter of time before the uh, the witch hunts caught up to him and they found out how they were trying to promote the platform. Um, it comes as no surprise to me that there is some leaning favoritism towards slots and gambling channels. I've seen it almost as frequently as you can because they're the number one uh, promoted channels usually as well on the carousel as soon as you go to the platform. But this this is... I think a good thing for Kick to have gotten spotted out and called out on early because had they gotten any bigger and denied the allegations or, you know, try to try to act like this wasn't a part of the agenda, it could have been, I think, more of a problem for them. It's hard to hate them right now, though, right? When they have so many um, wins under their belt the last couple of weeks. I mean, John, I feel like because of how much good they're doing, it's like, oh, yeah, of course they were doing that. And people were going to. Like you said, kind of like brush it off. Like, yeah, it pissed some off, but I think I think it's going to get brushed off by the general masses. Yeah, I mean, uh, the only thing, you know, that makes sense logically, um, well, is just that slots and casinos are like the second largest top live category even right now. And so there is, I just wonder how some some of that may just be, um, you know, the the popularity of some of those those channels um and and i imagine the exact slots you know what i mean john yeah. like if it wasn't if it was like like every slot was different yeah but it was always three and five yeah. with slots so i see where you're saying from that but i don't know that's just my four is slots yeah yeah, yeah. um and i mean it makes sense like I, I i i wonder within an organization too sometimes in a large organization even one that can make decisions as fast like this Sometimes when you make fast decisions, you have a developer who goes, well, why wouldn't I put this feature in without consulting the CEO? You know, fast moving companies and teams thrive off of creating that like proactivity. Um, either way, it's wrong that they did that. Um, and I am kind of surprised. I'm curious if they've been transparent about other stuff, why they wouldn't address that head on. I don't know if I'd call it wrong to do it. I think it, the where it comes in wrong is more so the CEO denying that the platform itself isn't directly supporting mm -hmm. his other platforms like that. You know, you it, as transparent as he tries to be because he's been doing or he does not. He's he, you know, he literally does his own live streams regularly on there. So it's kind of interesting to see him try to jump into the creator role as well as a CEO. I think he's taking up after, you know, train wrecks and Nade shot, right? Like these big uh, company forward facing CEOs that run companies. I, he's, it's almost like he's kind of stumbled across this very successful product and now he's trying to reverse, you know, reverse engineer um, an audience and a viewership behind him, a fandom behind him, which is going to indirectly support all his businesses. So there is, I think, a lot at play here. I think that Kick as a platform is a vessel and a tool, of course, to support his other businesses, but I think it's, it's another way to support his personal socials as well. He's already gotten a big boost out of this. No one's called him out for that yet, but it's pretty clear that he's putting in the effort to almost be a creator forward facing too. You wouldn't otherwise show up like, like I said, on the Jake Sucky podcast, right? And, and kind of do those interview portions and, and be as vocal as he has been um, thus far. Yeah. I mean, which that's the beauty of it is even at every time 
he clarifies a statement on how kick has nothing to do with steak. He talks about how kick and steak are linked. And, you know, it's like you said, it's like he's building this platform. It's a really smart move for him and all of his businesses at the end of the day. It's no secret that I am a gambling enjoyer. So, and from my perspective, if you're going to go to a site, you're either going to watch gambling or you're not. There's people that hate it, people that don't mind it, and people that enjoy watching it. So even if it was hard-coded like that, I know there's a distinction or whatever. I don't necessarily see the exact issue unless you're, like, promoting it like kids or something along those lines i don't know if like if what your age is on the site if they don't if there's different promotions i don't know that but what i will say is i don't think it's as big as a deal as people make it being linked but i understand the concern of it yeah Yeah. i i mean i i will watch you know a slot machine or a gambling machine uh type streams but i don't go looking for that content even if it's recommended to me like i I I just I won't click it right. It's it's like you Connor said. It's either you enjoy and seek the content or you don't. I go to find those poker streams on YouTube and stuff when I'm in the mood to watch it. Like it's it's kind of one of those niche things. It's not because I go yeah and search for it. So regardless of how how much you put it in front of me, I I mean I just also I mean there's so many like interesting just like under the soil questions when when you're talking about this like. How many other things in our world are have the, a lot of the same principles as gambling? You know what I mean? And like, and 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 at the end of the day, if people, I think the biggest issue is just making sure that underage people who don't know better, right, stumble up, 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 uh, across that, you know, and that's teenagers and minors. I do think it's interesting though that that the same people who who seem to be really worried about that with kick don't seem to be worried about that regarding like how hot tub streams with OnlyFans girls could lead to pornography and other things like that. I wanted to get at that for sure. I, I'm just Twitch curious. Ads. Yeah. Twitch ads. If you go on Twitch and get an ad, you get a DraftKings ad or a FanDuel ad, like every other ad or whatever sports look it is. That's still promoting gambling to people watching. So yeah. Yeah. And, and there was this rumor going around that uh stake, what, what would happen if stake the platform that is owned by kick basically purchased you know, uh, a sport, one of those sports betting, you know, uh, organizations that is currently owned by Twitch. Like, what would they do at that point? Would they, you know, then ban, you know, that from being promoted on their platform? I didn't think so either. Uh, but it, it it just showed the hypocrisy on on the Twitch platform and how there was like the target, right? Kind of the target on Trainwrecks back initially, which he called them out for in full. Like it was, like I said, literally targeted towards him because he was the biggest creator gambling at the time. And he had a fat sponsorship um, from stake, you know, which was no surprise. Well, I think I'm, I'm a little bit like, I'm a little bit confused um, myself because uh, like right now on Twitch, there are more people in ga- streaming gambling categories than on kick. Like slots on Twitch has 27,000 viewers and slots on kick has... 17,000 like I don't I don't get that what is that yeah they they put out that statement and have to do anything about it because if you go on the gambling thing everyone is still gambling on all the on all like unregulated casinos like it's still like it's still crypto casinos the majority of the people in that category are on so I I don't want to be a conspiracist but I think like what Javier was saying this was like a targeted hit piece on the, like the big creator streaming it and then they said oh we did our job and gave up I mean for sure do we do we see twitch like quickly ripping this idea of filtering content off of kick and then putting the feature onto their platform i feel like twitch is in a position right now where they're trying to be very uh, proactive and reactive 
to what's happening right now. And I, like I said, I thought that was just a very, very smart solution to keep certain content pieces off the platform. Obviously, Twitch has this issue with their just chatting, just chatting category. Maybe not just just chatting. More of the um, what's it called? Uh, hot tubs, hot tubs and beaches. Yeah, or whatever. hot tubs, pools, and, and swimsuits. Basically, yeah. they have a big problem with that category being the one that is most clipped talked about and, and of course exaggerated about the type of content that's on there or maybe not exaggerate actually the content on there is very much suggestive we'll put that out there um and, and the type of stuff you see on there i mean it it, it makes twitch look like a, a complete adult site platform and, and that's terrible right and when you see the clips on socials that there's bias between even oh this streamer gets banned but this woman doesn't you know, and they're both doing equally just outrageous things for a gaming platform first. It's it, it's questionable. So I wouldn't be surprised if we seen Twitch um, come in and, and take this feature. It can't be that hard for them to implement. They already have content filters. Yeah, I would agree. Um, I'm curious on what Twitch will do if they think that's the right idea. I, I agree with you. I think it's the right idea. Now, what my question is, I haven't looked into this, how kicks thing works. Does it pop up if you click on the category? Like I acknowledge I want to watch or I can watch gambling streams or is it you have to go find it buried in your settings no. to not see it? So I, th I think they've always had 18 plus or like warning, you know, that, yeah, I just clicked it. 18 plus mature content. This content has been marked as mature. You, um, but I think the, the big difference is that, that he said was, unnecessary uh he, he used the words that there were unnecessary like algorithm bumps to those categories like eddie that's what that that's what eddie's tweet said that they removed so well, I th honestly have to honestly i feel like it was less that they curbed like the content and more removed stuff that was unnecessarily pushing it which is genius way that he worded the statement yeah i, I was gonna say we're just gonna have to see where if Kit can continue the the narrative, right? Because they they've been pushing a certain creator first type narrative, and obviously they're making they're making the decision. So we'll see if if they can actually keep that up. Right now, they they have the momentum, but to continue that for for a long enough period to continue to convert users and do it in a way that can maybe um generate the platform income, right? Because ultimately, at the end of the day, they are going to have to go down that route where. It's money, money talks, and the money's gonna have to come in, and it probably will start shaping, shaping things up, and, and adjusting the entire community. So, yeah, I, I want to see how Twitch reacts to these things, right? I want to see how Twitch reacts to these things. Um, Connor. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see what Kick does, but I just wanted to give like a shout out to iBuy, dude. Put on an amazing boxing event that broke all of Twitch's records. They, I don't. What was the exact number? Like three point something million current current live viewers. That is crazy. Yeah, three point four millions for iBuy. Which, by the way, he had the previous big viewership record. It's it, it's crazy that three point four million viewers watching a singular uh, creator create content, and he's doing this again on the Twitch platform, right? So this is this is all again numbers that twitch has that these other streaming spaces just absolutely do not twitch is by far you know continuing to be at the moment the market leader for viewerships mm -hmm. and is the is the superior product so
if if platforms like kick want to catch up if they want to be competitive i mean they're doing the right thing by dropping these updates yeah in the last 30 days i buy um has um uh has accrued an average of 15,000 followers every hour for the last 30, 30 days. Like that is that, crazy. That is just crazy growth. Um, yeah, his highest stream was three, uh, 3.4 million peak viewers during this boxing event. And his 30-day average of viewership, average, is 262,000. Um, shout out to everyone on their way to the Path to Partner hitting that 7.5. The said, best thing Twitch has going for them is they have the biggest out of America's market. They're like the Hispanic viewership that they get on that platform, like every Hispanic creator, they the numbers they get and the community and support that they get is wild. They are and, the top streamers for a reason. And they have massive, honestly, uh, Russian viewership. The Russian viewership and creators that they have on there constantly dominate the categories in germany with germany, montana black yep yep germany is crazy um even in the mobile gaming space they have trimax who pulls ridiculous numbers and he plays mobile games uh there's some sleeper creators and then of course we have the french community you know the the amount of big time streamers that we see come out of those spaces is just ridiculous and it continues to grow one of the um just talk about international communities and like the kick platform the twitch platform i went into kick and i was looking at their biggest game and at the time it was being streamed it was grand theft auto rp right gta rp is obviously something that's pretty big on twitch as well but on uh kick the entire category is being dominated by middle eastern creators so all the you know a lot of the titles at the time was um still is right Arabic now and yeah and it's, it probably still is there's some big creators from that scene starting to move over which is very interesting because that just shows us that like you, like you pointed out, they have big out-of-market share, but that out-of-market share is starting to catch up to, like, kick now. So when I saw all these different, um, you know, non-English-speaking creators, especially one dominating a game category like GTA, I was already thinking that, like, okay, they're definitely moving in the right direction, and the, and the product is starting to attract people outside of the U.S. market. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to think that it's, it, they've got to take care of these creators. They've got to make sure that someone's, like, building a relationship with iBuy. They, ha they have to make sure they're doing this, because... We wouldn't even be in this conversation if Twitch had not fumbled so many relationships like Doc and tr and Train and like so it just they really 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 have to take care uh, of those creators and you know it's a it's a good thing to remember I know a lot of the the conversation on Twitter centers around how how Twitch's payouts and all that stuff is is helping or not small to mid sized streamers but man I just I wonder how little Twitch even just ha gets to care about those guys because of how much a lack of a part of the bottom line they really are. Do you think that someone that's not even at their peak yet, like iBuy would even consider leaving Twitch, even if it was not as ideal as another platform? Because breaking a three, like I don't think you're hitting 3.4 million viewers on kick. That is, he is a crazy I, number. I think he's hitting viewers no matter where he goes. He, he has the, um, the ability to, I think, turn his show on anywhere and they're going to come to him. You have to understand that his, his foundation also stems from YouTube as well. His, his, you know, the, it doesn't change the fact that Twitch doesn't grow Twitch numbers or streamers or viewers. It's, it's what you do off the platform and then where you go live then generates that, that number that you see at the bottom, right? So I think iBuy's viewership 
is word of mouth. It, it's conversational. He's transcended, you know, the, the gaming spaces. And if he announced tomorrow he was going any one other place, it's going to pop off like crazy, kind of like Andrew Tate, kind of like Sneeko, right? These guys that were like blacklisted from other platforms. How do you think they pulled those ridiculous numbers when they went somewhere else? It's just that conversation. People want to seek them out. Ibai has something special, I think, with the, within the Spanish community that he's basically the PewDiePie of the Hispanic community. I think if he went anywhere, it's going crazy. Yeah, but my next argument would be how many unique viewers do you think he pulled in over like people tweeting about it or people just on the Twitch platform are like, what, what is going on? This guy has so many viewers. How many well, would you say he's... actually came over like from like his community in that? I mean, I'm sure I'm sure there's a way to probably backtrack or backlog like when you're gaining 15,000 followers an hour. Yeah, I mean that it's absolutely bigger than I think just the Twitch following. It, it surely has to be, you know, fueled in from somewhere. Yeah, I mean, even the, the when the one of the largest Twitch other Twitch streams that's ever happened in the top five is when AOC, that politician streamed like she just randomly streamed. She streamed on Twitch and it was huge. But that has. That has nothing, in my mind, that has nothing to do with Twitch algorithm and everything to do with she's somebody who has a lot of controversy, a lot of fans, and a lot of haters, and she has built up a brand, and she goes, I'm live here, you know? Like, and, and even like when we go back to Mixer numbers or when we've seen XQC switch to kick, like people's numbers don't hard drop off. I think Ninja going to Mixer you saw a little bit of a, a drop off, but that's because Mixer just sucked, bro. Like, <laughs> like Mixer is like the one asterisk. And, and it, that was all new. And I would say back then, you kind of almost, Twitch was synonymous with live streaming. Twitch was live stream. And Mixer was this like, yo, what are you, no one, it was almost like Mixer was ahead of its time. No one was asking for an alternative to Twitch. Right. And then Kit came on right at the peak of people going like, yo, why do we stream on, on, on Twitch? And they just came and captured the moment, bro. And, and the reasoning was, like you said, part of the catalyst, Doc getting banned off the platform and then Doc basically not having options, right? And it kind of opened up this conversation around like, dude, yeah, if you get banned off of Twitch, like where are you going to go? And yeah, then the it was kind of like a soft canceling. I mean? Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 YouTube YouTube sucked for streaming. It still kind of does, but yep. it's gotten better. Yeah, yeah, so. no, that's so good. I mean, that puts it right there. If you were taken off of Twitch, they put you in jail. They did. There was, what are you going to do? Go on IG Live, stream vertical? No, there, there really wasn't. <laughs> like, like two, three years ago, there really was no options. And and I think maybe, maybe yeah, Twitch definitely overplayed that hand because it ain't that you anymore. Did, but you did have competitors. You had DLive. You had uh, Caffeine. You, have, you had competitors. They just, they, they weren't, they didn't I have, I, I would say the vocal, <laughs> yeah, you know, because they didn't have the vocal, you know, uh, big streamers behind them. Yeah, the, that caffeine platform, they were, they were targeting, they were targeting um, communities, but the type of influencers were ones that you probably wouldn't even expect. They signed URT, URL TV with, you know, from YouTube, which is like a, a huge rap battle conglomerate. Uh, uh, channel. I know this because I love watching rap battles. Like at the time when it was on YouTube, they went exclusive to Caffeine and, and like D Live and whatever the heck other platforms exclusivity clauses they did. I stopped watching them. I didn't care enough to switch to these unknown platforms. But that just shows that their marketing efforts. Yeah, you put millions of dollars into the wrong spaces. People without big enough voices and can't con you know kind of break the bubble. Then you're gonna fall flat. Yeah, but if you I don't I don't know how many people know this, but. 
DLive signed PewDiePie. He was their exclusive streamer and he streamed there forever. And PewDiePie is like the third biggest YouTube channel and they still didn't take off and like no one talks about DLive. What is it? What is a DLive? I bet 90% of the people listening don't even know what a DLive is. Yeah, and they try to do um, hourly rates and, and payment structures like that. I think I think it was groundbreaking at the time, but when you don't have, like I said, you got to sign the right creators. And you got to sign the creators that have the right age demographic audience. Yeah. I think, you know, creators like XQC, Dr. Disrespect, they're tapping right into this next generational wave. They have the attention of the people that are on Twitter, most importantly, yeah. right? You got to get those communities. I don't see Twitter communities around PewDiePie conversation like okay, anywhere yeah. across. And, and, and he's, not a, he's not a live streamer. He, he's not a live streamer. He's not. Yeah, he's and, not. He's, and, he's and, a great content creator. And we've yeah, we've seen we've seen content creators. You know, like I remember a, a few years ago, I saw like a very prominent YouTuber do a gaming tournament, and they have a couple million subs, but very low concurrent viewers because their audience is just not built for that. Their audience is like, hey, you know, like even for me, like I consume Rust, which is our favorite, my favorite game, and then Connor's favorite game, um, but. Uh, content via youtube i if they go live i don't care i'm i follow blueprint i follow frost i follow spoon kid because they upload 45 minute an hour and 20 minute montages like stories of my game i don't want to watch them live that's not what i signed up for and the only reason i would watch them if they were live is if they like really really were doing something unique but even then it's just not it's not what i was attracted to them for yeah. And, and, you know, again, that's that's kind of the problem with this whole uh, live streamer space. These entities come in and you got to figure out how to capture the live audience. And obviously Kick being led by one of the biggest live streamers uh, in in the last decade. Right. Train wrecks. He knows how to do that. So it, it is very interesting to see how um, they've been able to excel in this space, but they're doing it because they. Think of it as if they have some of the best consultants in their corner that really understands the market. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about some other gaming news here, not to run on too long, uh, because we have Microsoft in Blizzard activation. We talked about this at the top of the show. This was something that was announced. I wish I could pull the year out, but it feels like 2017 or 2018. It feels like so long ago we saw this, and I was just thinking to myself, like, holy crap, we're going to have two of the biggest gaming publishers, companies just in general, merge and we're gonna see the the industry pretty much be shook up but yeah. that's not that's not what's happening here yeah so it, it was actually it was it was just january of 2022 that the announcement was like made like public and when it was when it was uh uh first covered and this um microsoft announced that they will acquire activision blizzard for 95 dollars per share in an all cash transaction valued at $68.7 billion, um, uh, inclusive of Activision Blizzard's net cash. Um, when the transaction closes, this is from an article in 2022, Microsoft will become the world's third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Sony. Um, the planned acquisition includes iconic franchises from Activision Blizzard and King Studios, Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and but one that people miss out a lot, Candy Crush. So this is, um, uh, yeah, and one other, which I'll bring up later. But right now, um, it is uh, the judge. It is, it is gone back and forth in court. And Judge Corley, that's the name of the judge presiding over this ruling, 
as presiding over a ruling that is being blocked under uh, essentially uh, monopoly uh, uh, clauses, w- which w- which is which is a law that's put in place uh, to pr- essentially preserve the economy from mega giants doing things that would be good for them but poor for the economy. Capitalism, the economy that that we, our our world is run on, really relies on on competition. And the 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 hooking point of why this is looking like it might be blocked. Um, and we will know uh, it, uh, sometime next week. It's July 2nd right now. We won't know till well after the 4th. Um, it, the reason why it might be blocked is Call of Duty being too big of an entity and having no real competitors in the space making the acquisition of these companies completely poor to the economy. Which is crazy that it's all based off of this one game call of duty is such a a widely consumed gaming title that the the judge is viewing this case and saying we can't have a singular platform own the people that basically made this game title the ip is too huge but it seems a little bit unfair if you ask me there's Plenty of other case studies and or and or companies that have these ridiculous grips on on markets and in insane market share that you know do do arguably worse things. Apple is an excellent example of a leading, I would say, entity that has one of the biggest products in the world, obviously the iPhone, but they also directly share their entire store and then take percentages off of the entire store of every purchase, basically in perpetuity of everything that goes onto their platform, making it a ridiculous conglomerate. And and like you said, um, monopoly, if you will, on the market. And now they're getting into banking. They're giving away, you know, kind of, what was it? 4% uh, APR. Account, something unheard of. Basically 4% returns on money for the next several years. Like, it's insane and they're doing apple pay like how is it that one entity can be the 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 most widely used product and now it's starting to eventually probably become the most widely used form of payment right they they, they they're checking off these bucks at every spot they're they're clearly a monopoly but they don't get stopped from doing things like that but then you have you know microsoft and activision trying to make this uh this this merger this purchase here and i get i get why you would you know kind of intervene here but Making the argument based off of just Call of Duty is kind of crazy. Every game has exclusive titles, right? And some of the, some are big, some aren't. I think Nintendo is probably the, the best example that I could come up with. The Super Mario IP itself is ridiculous. It's huge. It's widely recognized, you know, outside of just America, right? Look at look at how um, it's, you know, viewed as in, in Japan, especially places like that. I mean, it's crazy, but they don't get All stopped. Right. Before I go off on my spiel, I just want to say one note. Did not know Activision owned Candy Crush. That's wild. Every grandma and mom plays that. Okay. And then, all right, on my little spiel here. So I grew up PlayStation kid. I never had an Xbox. Only played PlayStation my entire life. And the only reason I played PlayStation was to play Call of Duty. And as from a bias perspective, the amount of players and money you would lose if you just abandon the PlayStation market in its entirety would be billions. Probably it would be billions. It'd be billions. It would be billions. That entire market of people that own PlayStation and own that product. I don't, I don't see how, even if Microsoft bought it, they could make it exclusive. I know they would have the option, but the amount of billions they would lose 
or is this more of Sony wouldn't no, allow no. them? No, they would. Microsoft maybe in the short term would lose billions in sales, but they would sell so many more Xboxes on the next generation. That's fair. They they would literally collapse the Sony market. That that's why the monopoly is kind of being called out here because, like you said, they Microsoft will absolutely take a today hit so that tomorrow they are the go-to place to, you know to purchase the console at home look at what they did with um what's this whole bing thing right like if you see the 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 interviews and the conversations of how uh bullish they are in chat gpt and they own all that software in that product they are playing the lost game of billions for years now with, with their uh internet explorer you know and all that stuff for years they don't care about losing billions today when they know they're going to own the the world essentially tomorrow so um i think i think yeah it, it makes sense to block it i i know i'm calling them out like it's kind of stupid because you know we don't stop apple but that doesn't make it fair i think i think if microsoft owned call of duty and they made it exclusive to their platform only basically pc and xbox sony's dead i don't see it going through it, it can't I, go through i right? don't see it going through like with the ftc i don't see it these I don't are think it'll happen these are the final words of judge corley um at the end of um the most recent hearing and uh judge corley said we wouldn't be here if microsoft made call of duty and so i think uh it's the purchasing right we don't benefit from just buying up each other. We benefit from keeping things separate and therefore incentivizing people to create themselves. And I think that's the key difference between Apple is Apple just keeps throwing, keeps throwing strikes. Apple keeps creating unique individual products um, that um, at least hardware, right? Apple has a pretty, actually has a pretty intense uh, uh, subhistory of buying software. Like Siri, for instance, was bought, you know, not a lot of people know about it, but all in all, um, the, the big issue here is that it's not something that Microsoft is creating. The, the, if you guys read, shout out to The Verge. Um, there's a great article um, on, on their website that uh, talks about it. It is so funny seeing all these gaming terms be used in a court of law and the judge keeps getting things wrong. Like she was asking about uh, Starfield and, 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 and the judge goes, yeah, so what about Star whatever? You know? And then there's a whole part <laughs> in here where... Um, the judge is confused at the difference between a console and a PC. And then they start arguing about like Nintendo switch. And then people start weighing in on like, is there really a difference between a console and a, and, and a PC? And, and it's, it's a lot. The, 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 the main thing is, is just what, what Connor said is that, that they're worried that if this goes through, we will live in a world of exclusive content from Sony and Microsoft. And that that is the we are trapped between these two giants, and it'll choke out um, really anyone creating anything new. It sounds like uh, one of our listeners who's going to law school that understands gaming. There's a market here for you to really get in and <laughs> be the guy who makes the determining call shots on the law and of course uh, the gaming space. It, it is interesting when we start seeing those, yeah, people outside, you know, non-endemic to the gaming space, really in any of the niche categories that revolve around creativity whether it be music or like in this instance of course gaming or stuff like that um there's there's so much going on there any any final hits here microsoft blizzard being canceled the monopoly is under attack and yeah i, I don't see it getting pushed through so let's talk about let's talk about another monopoly we got going Elon on here sucks man what's this Elon guy doing Musk, back at i was it again. so bullish on him what's he doing 
I don't understand the tweet. Someone's going to have to explain it to me. I don't get what is he trying to stop okay. and how does he even you, track it? This is this. I feel like Elon is fighting the same battle that Reddit was fighting and Reddit lost, by the way. Like, well, maybe they didn't lose, but yeah, they kind of did lose. The, the, and, and the issue, and I'm going to talk about the Reddit problem that we had first. Reddit put a massive paywall behind scraping the data off of their API. Why? Because AI technology is at an all-time high. Bots are reading information off of the internet basically at lightning speed so that they can create and develop these algorithms and tools that are being, again, used in, in a development timeline that we've never seen before because of AI technology. So Twitter is in the same way being targeted like that. Up until now, because there was no limit to how an account can basically scrub through posts, a bot can read an infinite amount of posts on any social profile and kind of like Facebook scrub and build identities and algorithms about what's likely to come from that person, right? Like there's think of all the evil ways you can use someone's uh, data, especially their, their written data where Twitter as a platform is a platform used to express yourself. Uh, conversate and, and almost talk about your day-to-day -day activities and actions, right? So he put a limit on how many posts you can read per day, which I think for the average viewer, you might read and just be like, holy crap, like this sucks. But dude, I'm telling you right now, if you're reading more than 6,000 Twitter posts in a day, you deserve to be blocked. You should be limited. And you probably need a break from your phone. Th that's just me. And that's if you're a paying customer, right? Let's it was 300 Post a day if you're new to Twitter. That's the issue. It was what, 300. What's wrong with that? But but that makes so, sense. Dude, you know how little 300 tweets is when you sit there and scroll. It's like two minutes. But that's three like. Minutes. But that's, no, it's not. No, it's not. But that's like how. It has to be at least an hour or two, bro. That's how. That's like how in games though they consider account create date when looking at cheating like accusation. You can't you can't play ranked until you hit level 20, right? Yeah, like, because it's easy it's, to recreate. It's already account. normal. Yeah. It, it prevents cheating. It, it prevents you know, people people exploiting the the platforms. I think I think Elon is in the right here. I know a lot of people dogged him out for it, but I, I really don't think most people are being affected here. If you're being affected, you are literally on Twitter too much. Why are you on Twitter this much? Unless it's, unless it is directly a part of your job to for whatever reason, go through 6,000 posts in a day because you run maybe like a big company handle or something like that. Let those guys apply for not having a, a limit rate or something like that. But it, it's very clear that today, I think all platforms should be exercising some kind of limitations because AI technology is just out here walling out. Same thing for YouTube. Like how many videos can you have your bot listen to before you go and steal Kanye's voice and now you have like 10,000 Kanye mm -hmm. bots out there making music, right? It's because all this stuff is so accessible. Granted, uh, I don't think we should stop creative freedom, but there, there's a world where it's getting exploited kind of in a bad way. After hearing your point and you explain it, all right, I'm starting to lean more towards your side of it. it, it it's just crazy. It's, and once you explain it like that, it started to make sense. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have a it, comment. I don't it, have a comment. It's a Band-Aid. It's a Band-Aid, though, man. It and, is a Band-Aid. He is said it, but he did say it's temporary. It's not, this is not a permanent solution. Yeah, I do think it's like, I, I do think that that Elon um, this is one of those things I don't think he should have said he should should have because I guarantee you very few people would have noticed it I think right or I guess I if you don't so. have Twitter because blue 600 is not that much you don't pay the, for the it. the thing is I saw people on Twitter like 
I didn't even know you could do this, but I saw like a reply on one of the tweets where he went to chat GPT. Hey, load me the entire feed of world news or whatever, whatever it was. And it said, unable to do it right now because it, it was limited or whatever. So like, I don't know if people actually use stuff like that on a daily basis, but I guess pe if people do, they would have noticed that, but... Yeah. Well, there's there's bots out there that are derivatives now of ChatGPT. It's almost like they, they took everything it had, they stripped the filters away, and it, they own their own version of it, right? Like, that that's kind of, I think, what we're seeing happen. So, yeah, maybe it's not the bots that we know of. And think about it. This is from our very, I mean, even my, like my very limited perspective, just, you know, wishing around, thinking here. Like, you have to see it from Elon's perspective. He has the access to the data points, what's being read, and probably like how many hundreds of thousands of posts are being read by like bots. And that's probably alarming to him to the point to where he's like, hey, we got to put this rule in now. And in effect, right now, paywall for, uh, you know, posts, you can have this many new accounts. Screw that. You guys can barely have any posts at all. And, uh, you know, they, he put all these limitations, these rate limits, and it, it kind of had to happen. Like I said, the Reddit approach caused a basically full-on turmoil to the platform. So much, in fact, the entire platform revolted. Reddit had roughly, um, let's call it 8,000 subreddits that are all moderated and ran via volunteer work. The moment they put that $20 million API wall or something like that, like they effectively killed tons of third-party applications that use Reddit's information and, and data bank as a, as a form and method to run their you know, third-party platforms. Some of them are just better versions of Reddit apps. Like, literally, that's all it was, and they were killing it, making a living, and Reddit shut that down. So what happened was you had all these volunteer moderators that run some of the biggest Reddit communities and thread forums uh, globally all band together and shut down their forums basically for several days, costing Reddit, who knows, hundreds of millions of dollars potentially in, in lost They messed up doing that, though, because they gave, them, they gave Reddit a time limit. There was an article that came out, of, I don't know if it was Inside Source or whatever, but basically inside Reddit, they were saying, we just got to wait four days. Like, you yeah. gave us a time limit. Like, you messed up. Now all the Reddit subreddits are back online and nothing happened. So Yeah, the, the problem was the, the people that were going on strike said, hey, we're going to go on strike for exactly two days and we'll see what happens. And, and then obviously it gave Reddit the platform time to manage the hemorrhaging for two days and then come back. And, and kind of have a, a plan of action in place. Elon's just doing this because he's keeping all the data to himself, working on his own AI. Oh, that's just it's like for Tesla. There's it no way. There's not, bro. If this dude's got Starlink, if this dude's got SpaceX, there if this is. dude's got flamethrowers, there's no way. There's there no John's, way. John's on to him. He's not. Mm -hmm. And 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 he's trying to take any advantage he can in this information war. He's training a robot version of himself that will live on for eternity <laughs> in perpetuity and reign. You should uh, drop a conspiracy video on just exactly that. I bet you. Did you like how I was like? I was a serious take, and then and then you got your tinfoil hat next to you as well. Or I really do think he's making AI good. though, right? We all agree oh, that's no. plausible, right? He, he has does. that Neuralink thing where you put a chip in your head. Yeah, that whole thing. He's been on AI technology, dude. Look at Tesla. Look at, I mean, the way he creates the, uh, his batteries. He, he farms the exact material that's used to also, I think, that okay, uh, quick off video work. Would you guys get a chip in your head? Just round the table quick. I would get a chip in my chip? head. I would. Maybe not today, but I think I would eventually. John? I mean, I'm not uh, philosophically opposed to it. I, it would just be like, does it work? You know what I'm saying? Like, same thing if like, I would just, I would just need to know that it's not going to, kill me 
Um, just the same way that before I got tattoos, I was like, oh my God, is tattoos going to The way, me the way I see it, we're all already robots. I, because we, we're all attached to our phone, so we have access to technology already at almost lightning speed, but you have to physically type those things and think about it. Like, to Elon's point, we're already cyber, cyborgs, and you'll eventually just be able to think those thoughts and then receive that information even faster. So it's going to be crazy. People are going to become mega geniuses. Yeah, I think mega I geniuses because they're connected to the internet. But I want to be the first batch. I'd be like the 50th batch. <laughs> the yeah, poor yeah. batch. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about bad batches, GoXLR application has officially released all of their employees, and it looks like they're on a full send meltdown right now. For those of you guys who are unfamiliar, GoXLR hit the gaming and marketing space, creating one of the best products, a four-in-one do-it-all audio solution, which is, I would say, one of the most well-timed pieces of products to have come out in the recent five-year span or so, and obviously because of the boom that we had post-COVID and stuff like that. You've always had product shortage issues because of the demand being so high for orders, but that was like a great problem to have. I don't know why, if after all of that success, they're looking to give away the people that run their application, which is an essential piece of having the hardware work. But more importantly, you know, their community managers and people that run the marketing to help these things continue to sell. It's a great product. Like, why not just sell the, 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 the entire product to Sennheiser or Shore or anyone else is let someone acquire the company why kill what made you guys successful your marketing department and the actual application used to function it i, I, mean, I don't know they're still selling them on amazon and stuff if you go look so well and this this news just came out recently so we don't have all the newest updates but from what like javier said what it seems like they are just canceling all support for future go xlr update versions they put out a stable patch and then that's is that it. what it is? So, you think it's just greed? Just like, yeah, why, why make it any better? We don't need to. We're making enough money as is. Mm. Something feels so. fishy, man. You're right. They they had a they were starting to like corner the market, and even the way that the news came out, like the, m most of the everyone's finding out from this guy named Turbo David from Discord, who is just from what I can appear is just like a mod, and like he just is a part of the community, just, yeah, hey, and yeah. and he kind of found out through like discord that like tc helicon which is the parent company laid everyone off it just feels it feels very sketchy the last time i remember something like this happening with the hardware company was what was that one brand that made fun of streamers or they made fun of someone's dono or Asian something builds? like that yeah and dude overnight remember they just plummeted so i don't know man i feel like there's got well, to be was more a little different he, was, he was, was like yeah, yeah, he was like a bad person yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying I'm 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 just uh, when was I, I think it's a great question you asked Javier. When was the last time a profitable company with a good product just died? Well, are they were they profitable? Like how much well, is this thing going to make? And artesian builds? Or are you talking about GoXLR? No, GoXLR. Go like he said, well, absolutely, undoubtedly, they're owned by TC Helicon, a, a, a major communications right. This is like bigger than anything else. And then he made this sub product, the GoXLR, which is like the superior audio product you got to think about it these are these were sold for what like around 500 bucks a piece or more i mean they probably get built at raw cost for let's call it 50 dollars worth of material right there's no way these were not in some way shape or form profitable for a full-fledged successful 
major company in the product business already. Um, but to talk about artesian builds, we haven't covered that in quite some time. We have an old episode for y'all listeners. You can go back in time and hear us uh, bash on the stupidity <laughs> of the CEO behind artesian builds. Uh, just to give you a quick hit, what he did was he hosted a giveaway and then decided to rescind his offer to the creator because the creator he was giving it to was, wasn't big enough. Uh, didn't have enough followers for him. He wasn't going to gain enough traction or clout or attention from giving that person the thing that they won. And that's crazy. And then people said, yo, dude, we hate this guy. And now we hate his brand. And it just vanished overnight. So, Like John said, literally overnight. Legitimately overnight. There's YouTube videos out there that also document how ridiculous this was. But um, anyways, big, big episodes today. Guys, I know we've been talking a lot about Cake versus Twitch. Hopefully you guys don't hate us yet. Uh, There's just so much developing every single week. I really do feel like we've constantly gone back and forth. And a lot of it is celebrating Kick's um wins and of course twitch is just man we really want to figure out what's going on over there but you know other 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 things that are going to continue to happen throughout this week is updated developments of course on microsoft v blizzard we'll see if that stuff ends up falling through finding out whether or not elon in general has another game plan like i said he only put this temporary limit in the space and I'm fairly, fairly certain this has to do with all this emerging AI technology. So if you're interested in us covering more of those type of topics, more technology-based topics, not just esports ones, plug in with us. Let us know. We'll go research some things that are developed in the AI space. I think that's also equally fascinating. And is there a clear avenue for us to cover some of that content on that side of the spectrum? But with that, don't forget to send all your complaints to me at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com or shoot me a tweet at Monster Deface. Um, Connor, I'm going to let you sign off. Let the people at home know where they can find you playing Rust, all that good stuff. What you doing? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Connor EO underscore or kick Connor Rio, no underscore. Got the OG. Nice. And, but yeah, uh, whenever you listen to this, hope you had a, if American listeners, hope you had a great fourth or hope you're going to, hope you're going to have a good fourth. Be safe. Uh, don't drink and drive. And right. uh yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. Uh I just followed you on Kick Connor for you. Hey, um, there we go. Plus one. Yeah, there you go. Uh yeah, hit me up on Twitter, John W. Key Rush. Appreciate the community so much. And just one more thing, as you guys are signing off, you made it this far. Loco, super big streamer, consultant for a lot of folks in the esports industry and owner of her own successful marketing company. She actually tweeted out about GoXLR just uh 51 minutes ago. She says, wow, I would not buy a GoXLR anymore. Return yours if you can. Remove it from your wish list. See, it's it's little tweets like that from extremely Some uh, powerful influencers that don't like the direction of a company s- just completely stopping, not only supporting their community figures, but the application and product itself that kill products overnight. And I don't think these, these corporate entities can realize the power of social media today it's so much more powerful than you know it ever was in the past and this is how you get pretty much shut out of the market and and you know companies fails but anyways <laughs> go look into it yourself we'll see we'll catch you guys up on the next episode of the practice makes perfect podcast and until next time then don't forget to dance out those kills and boost in those victorias peace fam <laughs>